Hey guys, thanks for joining us on Real Faith Radio, presented by Praise Chapel Las Vegas. Subscribe to us on Apple and Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, and Spotify to get notified when new episodes are available to download or stream. You can also follow us on social media at PC Las Vegas and visit our website, PraiseChapelLasVegas.com, to find out more about us and give online. Thanks again for joining and enjoy today's message. Give the Lord one more praise. Hallelujah. Go ahead and grab your seats tonight. Amen. Get you guys out of here real quick. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. God is good. I want you to turn to the book of Ezekiel, chapter 22, verse 30. And I'm going to read out the New Living Translation. Amen. And it'll be on the screen. But it says this. Amen. I look for someone who might rebuild the wall of righteousness that guards the land. I search for someone to stand in the gap. Somebody say stand in the gap. In the wall, so I will not have to destroy the lion. But it goes on to say, but I found no one. God is looking for someone today, amen. He is searching for someone. God is on a manhunt, amen. And he's looking for someone who will give their lives to live for the cause of rebuilding the torn wall of righteousness. The question is, which is the title of my message tonight, Will you stand in the gap? Will you stand in the gap? God is searching for someone who will stand in the gap here in the book of Ezekiel. But the Bible says that he found who? Who? No one. Amen. Here he's speaking of a time in history where there is corruption in people. No one in the church. Listen, no one in the church is living righteous. Come on, church leaders, disciples, churchgoers, all failed. No one was able to save it from destruction. No one, listen, cared enough to pray. No one cared enough to seek God's mercy. And we, uh, they were all, all of them were too involved in their own personal lives. Kind of like the church today. Everyone wants to go to heaven. But one, no one wants to die for the cause. Come on, no one wants to serve. No one wants to get involved. Because in order to serve, listen, in order to get involved, it means that you have to die. Die to self. In John chapter 12, 24, uh, the New Century Version puts it like this. I tell you the truth. A grain of wheat must fall. Somebody say fall. Fall to the ground and die. Somebody say die. To make many seeds. But if it never dies, it remains only a single seed. In the kingdom of God, you must die in order to live. In order to grow. But the walls, somebody say the walls. The walls must be repaired. The walls spoken here are not made of stone. But faithful people united in their effort to resist evil. The walls here in the book of Ezekiel have been broken down because no one could lead the people back to God. Their attempts at repairing the walls were based on their own opinions. Listen, rather than on God's will. The problem with the church today is that, church. We have allowed this virus 
the opinions of the world to come into the church. Rather, listen, than listening and doing God's will. It's the truth. Come on, now all this, amen, is God has caused a panic in the church, has caused us to, uh, to go against each other, amen, to fight against each other. There's division in the church, amen. And so all that is because the opinions of the world, amen, instead of bowing down, listening to the Father, and doing God's will. What's needed today and what was needed back then is a total spiritual reconstruction. Uh, <laughs> Did you get that? Reconstruction. See, I can't even say it. You know it. Reconstruction. Hallelujah. That's what it's needed today. We need some repairs within ourselves. We need some repairs within the body of Christ. Amen. You see, when we give, listen, an appearance of loving God without living his way, we are covering up the sins that can eventually damage us. We must repair the walls of righteousness by repairing our own lives by applying God's word. How do we fix the walls? We got to apply the word of God to our lives. Not only apply it, but live it. That's the problem that was going on back here in Ezekiel, amen. Uh, they weren't living it, amen. They weren't applying it. No one was seeking, no one was doing uh, God's will. When we can do that, when we can start to start to repair our own lives by applying the word of God into our lives, then we can join each other to stand in the gap and make a difference for God in the world. Philippians chapter 121 says this, For to me, to live is Christ and to die is gain. Church, we must live to die and die to live. Let me repeat that again. We must live to die and die to live. Jesus says that in order to really live, you must die. You got to die to self. Crucify the flesh daily, as Paul said, amen, and live a life of sacrifice. In Romans chapter 12, 1 to 2, it says this. Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in the view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Don't conform. Listen, don't conform to the pattern of this world. Do not, listen, follow the opinions of the world. It says, do not conform, do not follow the opinions, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, the washing of your mind, through God's word, church, then you'll be able to test and approve what God's will is. His good, pleasing, and perfect will. This is what we must do, church, is not follow the things of the world. Don't follow your un, 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 uh, ungodly uh, uh People, friends, amen, they're giving you the opinions of, of this and that and everything else. We, we cannot follow the patterns uh, that are set in the world today, amen. Uh, we have to apply to the word of God, amen, and allow God to wash away the junk that the world brings upon us. And when we do this, then we're able to understand God's will. It's good, it's pleasing, and it's perfect. Come on, somebody say amen.
See, if Jesus, Jesus hadn't died, church, and offered his body as a living sacrifice, there would be no resurrection. There will be no salvation. And we would still be lost in our sins. The same with us. Unless we die, listen, church, unless we die, we will never really live. Some of the most rewarding times of my life have come through death. Giving up something for God. Stepping out in faith. Dying to self in order for something to live within me. Come on, we, we need to step out. We need to die to the things, uh, the desires of the world that are inside of us. These things that, that take away uh, life, amen. We must die to something and step out in faith and say, you know what? Uh, I'm going to trust God, amen. Uh, I'm just going to trust him in this, amen, and watch God do something inside of you. Most people never allow themselves the opportunity to experience these rewarding times because they settle for safety. Come on. They settle for comfort. They settle for security. Stay in their daily routine, uh, being predictable. Come on, I, I can just see God in the heavens, amen, shaking his head uh, to see the great potential uh, in his creation to turn away from opportunities to impact the world. Come on, we, we don't want to step out. We don't want to do God's will because it makes us uncomfortable. It makes us, uh, you know, it makes us, you know, I, I'd rather just stay, I'd rather just settle here. I'd rather not do nothing in the kingdom of God. I'd rather not do this or say that or go preach there or say something to someone. You know what, I'm just going to stay where I'm comfortable. I'm not going to listen. I'm not going to do God's will. I'm not going to impact the world that we live in. In man's pursuit of security, they often settle for the ordinary, which leads to spiritual corruption and immoral acts. This is not what God created us for, church. God created you and I, listen, for greatness. Come on, tell your neighbor, I'm great. <laughs> we are created for greatness. We're not created for the ordinary. We're not created for just to make it through, amen. God saved us for greatness in our lives, amen. We are made to live out God's will in our lives, a courageous, faith-filled life. Listen, God will never ask us of something that can be accomplished in our own ability. Instead, he offers his ability working through us. He gives us faith to overcome the opposition, when we give our lives to him. You got to give your life to Jesus. You want to do something great? It starts by surrendering your life to Christ. You got to totally surrender your life. You got to give God your everything. Come on, we can't be part-timers in the kingdom of God. You'll never reach greatness. We cannot just be at one moment doing things to God, and then one moment not doing things to God. you, you got to be sold out. We got any sold out people in this place? Two people. One people. <laughs> one people. <laughs> Come on, anyone sold out for Christ in this place? Come on, we, we must be sold out soldiers if we want to have greatness in our lives. Uh, if you want greatness in your home, uh, greatness in your marriage, uh, greatness in your ministries, amen. There has to be a life, amen, that, that gives their life to God completely. And that through that, he gives us faith to overcome whatever opposition comes our way. 
Come on, we're not the only generation, church, to have problems. Come on, or go through crisis. Come on, we're not the only generation of people that are not living, listen, not living God's standard. We're in a generation that's living below God's standard. Jesus encountered a group of guys fishing that were living below their standards. Come on, they, 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 if he, Jesus, had not called them and convinced them, they would have died never experiencing anything in life but just catching fish. Jesus told them in Matthew chapter 4, 19, he said to them, follow me and I will make you fishers of men. I can just see Peter that day saying, where are we going, Jesus? And Jesus saying, we're going to go change the world. Come on, that's, that's what we're here to do, church. Why are you going to PCLV? We're going to change the world. Come on, we're going to see people get saved. We're going to win Las Vegas for Jesus Christ. That has to be in your spirit, church. Not just I'm going to go to church or, or I just go to church. No, we're coming to church to same, change the world. To see my family saved. To see co-workers get saved. To, to see this city saved for Jesus. Jesus tells you tonight, follow me, and I'll make you fishers of men. See, that's the problem with the church today. Nobody wants to do anything. But everybody wants to get in. See, we, we, we got to change our attitudes. We got to raise our standards, church. Come on. God is not an ordinary God. Can somebody say amen? God is an awesome God. Is he awesome? Is he good? Come on, is he wonderful? That's the way we need to live. We must live as he is, amen, that we serve an awesome God, amen, that we should be excited, amen, of what we do for the kingdom of God, amen, that we need to raise our, tell your neighbor, raise your standards. Come on, you got to raise it up, amen. We, we, let me tell you, you think you're going to get in by just living the ordinary life? Now, I'm not saying you're not going to make it, but let me tell you, you're, 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 you're skating on thin ice there. Come on, we need to live up above. I want to make sure that I'm in. I want to be excited for God because he's done some great things in, our, in my life. Come on, he's done some great things in your life, amen, to live just ordinary. Because he did amazing things in our lives. For some of you guys, you shouldn't even be here today. Come on, you should be dead, locked up, or throwing the, throw the key, the key away or something. Amen. You shouldn't, you shouldn't even be breathing today for some of us. God's a great God. He saved you. He's not an ordinary God. He's an awesome God. He is the great I am. And this is who we serve. And so we got to raise the standards, church, for we can change the world. Jesus wants to pour his life into your heart to all those who will respond. When he called his disciples, he offered them, listen, front row seat to the supernatural. Come on, front row seat of people being delivered from all kinds of different kinds of bondages in life. Lives that were changed, amen. They, they saw the blind see, amen. They saw the deaf ears open, amen. They seen the dead rising, amen. And so much more, amen. 
They were the first to see prostitutes and others that were rejected by society turn from a life of sin, amen, to live a productive life following Jesus. Come on, is that any of you here today, amen? Come on, God has turned your life around, amen, to live a productive life, that you can hold down a job, amen, that you can have a roof over your head, amen. He gave you that. Church, that front row seat is still available today. Come on, I've seen lives change in this place. Uh, bondages broken in lives. Uh, I've seen the drug addict set free. Uh, the alcoholic set free. Amen. Uh, I've seen marriages restored. Uh, I've seen the miracles of life. Amen. Here in this place. Amen. And those have been rejected by society to be productive citizens in the kingdom of God. Where are they? They're sitting right in front of me. Come on. It's you. Somebody said, that's me. Come on, that's you. God gave me and my wife front row seats to see what God has been doing these past 19 years, going on 20 years. Come on, somebody. But the only requirement is live to die, die to live. Live to die, die to live. The question is, will you stand in the gap? See, Jesus offers this to everyone. Somebody say me? Yeah, you. He offers it to everyone. Come on, he doesn't just offer it to to me or to my wife or to leadership. Come on. Where do you think we started from? Think we just walked in as leaders? No, we, we, we gave our lives and God, we became productive. In the kingdom of God, you could be productive. There's greatness that lies inside of each one of you. Simply give your life to Jesus and watch what he does. Simply make yourself available to Jesus and watch what he does. Come on. Uh, come on, live. Uh, come on, you got to die to live and live to die. Jesus offers this for everyone that he was in contact with uh, to live a life of greatness. Amen. And the good news is uh, he offers it today. Come on, you you can still step into this, amen. You can still grab a hold of this and say, you know what? I'm going to go change the world with Jesus, amen. John chapter 14, 12 to 18, it says this, I tell you the truth. Whoever believes in me will do the same things I do. Come on, Jesus done some great things. Guess what? You can do it too. Why? Because he lives inside of you. Come on, he can use you to raise the dead. He can use you to to lay hands on the sick and they'll recover. He can use you for greatness in the kingdom of God, amen, to give who? God and God alone glory. Says anyone who believes in me will do the same things I do. For those who believe will even do greater things than these because I'm going to the Father. And if you ask me anything in my name, ask him what? Anything in his name, I will do it for you so the Father's glory will be shown through the Son. If you're asking me anything in my name, I will do it. Will he do it? He will do it. Amen. Come on. You can take it to the bank. Amen. It starts off from the beginning. I tell you the truth. Here's Jesus saying, I tell you the truth. Amen. If you ask anything in my name, I will do it. If you love me, you will obey my commands. And I will ask the Father to give you another helper to be with you forever, the Spirit of truth, the Holy Spirit, hallelujah. 
See, the world cannot accept him because does it uh, does not see him or know him, but you know him. Say, I know him. Because he lives inside of you, and he will always be with you. He will not leave you all alone like orphans. I will come back to you. See, in the previous text that I read in John 12, 24, speaking of the seed, remember the seed? It states that a life has to die to itself. When it dies to itself, it has potential for great results. This death is to self principle. This death to self principle was the strength of Paul's ministry. In Galatians chapter 2, verse 20, it says this, I have been crucified with Christ, and I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. The life that I live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. In the word of God, God's word brings life. It brings life. It brings growth, church. Paul was saying that when he died to himself, a new life of faith took over. And it was then and only then, church, that he was able to impact the world and do great things. Paul was an ordinary person like you and I. We can be ordinary Christians or we can step out in the supernatural and do extraordinary things for God. Come on, who knows there's another Paul right here? Come on, who knows that there's another Esther or Ruth in this house? Who knows, amen, who be the next Billy Graham in this house? Come on, the power lies within you because he takes the, the ordinary and makes them extraordinary. He takes the ordinary, those are living, a, a Father, below standard and raises them up above standard to do great things in the kingdom of God. To see what? Lives change. To change the world that you and I live. We can complain all we want, amen, but until we start to give our life to Jesus, then we can make impact inside the world that we live in, amen, in the places that we go, amen, by you being who you need to be. You can change things in your workplace. By just living for Christ. It's the truth. Tell your neighbor, he's speaking truth. Paul died to himself. Paul died to his own opinions. Died to the opinions of the world. And saturated himself in God's word. And applied God's word. And a new life of faith just took over. And then... He started doing great things. You have to die in order to live. In the word of God, death brings life and growth. Church, if you are not living, listen, if you are not living, then you have not died. If you're in your stuff, in your mess, it's because you have not died died you're dead in your own situations you're dead in your own circumstances you really truly have not died to God because if you die to God then you start to live church there's power in the one it starts with someone the key to an effective world uh, 
to an effective world-changing ministry lies in the power of a single soul that was transformed by the blood of Jesus Christ. It starts with salvation, church. It starts with you giving your life to Jesus, and then the process of greatness starts inside of you. Lies in the power of that single person that gives him life. The Bible's full of people who were unlikely to do anything good, and God used them to accomplish great things. God uses, as I said, ordinary people to do extraordinary things to accomplish his purposes. When one person wins a soul to Christ, you can start to change the world by simply sharing your faith. When's the last time you shared your testimony to somebody? When's the last time that you shared God's greatness in your life and what he's done inside of you? When's the last time? Because I'm telling you, when you start to die yourself and start sharing the word of God, something starts to live inside of you. Come on, there's excitement. When you talk about a great God, not just an ordinary God. Talk about the great God that changed you. That broke the chains, amen. And for some of us, we need to relive that because you've forgotten what God has done for you. I never forgot the day he saved me. I never forget what he's done in my life and restored my home and my marriage because it's something I share all the time. It's something I share each time I go minister to another church, amen. I share the story. I share, I share what God has done in my life. And it gives hope to others. Because God is great. And he said, God did that in your life. He can do it in my life. Come on. There's, there's, man, there's, there's, there's great testimonies inside this house. There, there, are, there are books that can be written inside this house of God's greatness and what he's done inside your life. Because he took you uh, from being substandard, amen, uh, and he raised you up, amen, to, to greatness. Uh, there's greatness in this house, uh, but you've got to start to live. Uh, you got to die to live and live to die, church. Uh, you got to allow God to move and say, God, uh, I serve a great God. Uh, I'm going to tell the world about Jesus. I'm going to tell the world what he's done in my life because you've been so good to me, God. Uh, I need to tell somebody about Jesus. Not timid, not shy, but excited. Come on. God has done some things in our lives that no program in the world will do. Come on. I've tried AA, AA, and AAA. All those A's, amen. But only God, only God was able to deliver this alcoholic. It's only God, amen. It was just one touch. Look at it. One touch from the master set me free. One touch, amen. There was no classes. There was no nothing. One touch, one surrender. It's one say, God, come into my life. Change me. Let me do great things in your kingdom. One touch, one night, set me free, church. That is the power of the living God, amen. That is the God that you and I serve, church. Come on, somebody got to tell somebody about Jesus. If he sets you free from anything, then tell somebody. Share it with someone else. 
It's not meant for you to keep it in or be shameful, but to display the glory of God and say, man, I was this and that, but God set me free. We need to sing old songs again. Amen. Come on. I'm so glad Jesus set me free. Once I was a pothead and Jesus set me free. Once I was an alcoholic, but Jesus set me free. Once I was this, this, and that, but Jesus set me free. Remember those old songs? Simple songs, but it talked about who? Jesus and what he's done in your life. We got to share our faith. We got to share our stories, invite other human beings uh, to come to Jesus. Come on, don't just tell them to come to church. Come to see Jesus. Invite Jesus into your life. Come on. This has to be, listen, the strength of PCLV. Church, we need to go back to the basics. We need to go back telling who Jesus is, amen. We need to have our own little revival within ourselves, amen, and tell somebody, not allow the opinions of the world, not allow what's going on in our world to take away what God has done, amen. We need to start applying the word of God once again into our lives to allow greatness to rise us up from the substandards of what we are in God to go into greatness in God. Come on, we're living back here. We're living here when God is up here. Why should we be like this? Why should we be, you know, when the world's going and everything's happening and we're freaking out? No, we as Christians need to step up and raise that standard. Don't fall below the standards with the world. Don't follow the patterns of the world. Don't follow the opinions of the world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. We need God to wash our minds again, amen, that his word can live inside of us. This has to be our strength, church. You want revival, you want change, you want fire, you want excitement, you want friends, you want all this stuff, then give your life to Jesus completely, amen, and allow the word of God to change you. 2 Timothy chapter 2, 2 says this, I, You have heard me teach things that have been confirmed by many reliable witnesses. Now teach, somebody say, now teach. Now teach these truth to other trustworthy people who will be able to pass them on to others. What God has done in my life, what God has done in your life is not meant to be kept. It's meant to be passed on. You got to pass it on, church. Maybe if you pass it on, maybe a little joy will jump into your spirit. Maybe something will start to grow inside of you. Because now you're doing what God told you to do. Is to pass it on. The teachings that you've heard. The teachings by reliable witnesses. Pass it on. Tell your neighbor, pass it on. You got to pass it on. Start sharing. Let them know. The only way that's going to get fixed is giving your life to Jesus. You got friends, amen, they're going through stuff. And they come for me to, for advice because I'm one of those trustworthy witnesses, reliable witnesses. I, I'm one of those to them. And I tell them, you know what? The only way this is going to get fixed, the only way it got fixed in my life, 
you got to give your life to Jesus. There is no other way. You give your life to Jesus, you watch what he does. You don't, it's not going to work. It's the truth. The world needs Jesus. The world's falling apart. Why? Because they don't have Christ. They don't want Christ. They're kicking out Christ. They're trying to control the church. They're trying to shut down the church. They're trying to do all this stuff. And what we need to do is we, they need Jesus. They don't realize, you know what? What you've been coming against is what you need. That's the only way you're going to live. That's the only way that, that, that things are going to change. Amen. Uh, Jesus. Our nation needs Jesus. Come on, our nation needs people to rise up and start sharing Jesus again. Why are they not hearing it? Because no one's saying nothing. And they got to have God saying, what's wrong with my people? Haven't I done this for you? Haven't I done that for you? And we, 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 don't, we don't remember. We're so caught up with the world. We're so caught up and waiting for that next Stimulus check. Instead of trusting God. We're trusting the government. We're relying on the government. I said, no, I don't really need the government. I just need Jesus. If that comes from the government, then I thank God for it anyway. We need to trust God. We need to know that he's going to open up stuff for us. That he's going to protect us. Here's a quote from somebody that says this. The power of one man or one woman doing the right thing for the right reason at the right time is the greatest influence in our society. The power of one man, one woman doing the right thing for the right reason at the right time is the greatest influence in our society. This principle has been proven over and over and over again, church. The question is, who will stand in the gap? Who will repair the wall of righteousness? It's time for us not to live right. It's time for us to live righteous. It's time for us to be holy because why? He's holy. Church, let's get back and allowing the word to wash over our minds and bring clarity, direction, vision, understanding. Everything comes through God's word. Spend time with God and he'll direct you. You talk to the world, they're going to direct you in another direction. You rely your, your resources on Facebook, you're lost. CNN, you're lost. It's all about Jesus, church. Don't get so caught up in the world that you're not getting into his word. Because his word will clarify those things that are out there. God's word will direct you. He'll never mislead us. He'll never mislead. His word will never mislead us. He'll always be there for us. He says, I'll be there to the end of the edges. I'll be there till I come back. You put your trust in me. I'll always be there for you, son. And even when he left, he says, I send you a friend. I send you a comforter. 
I send you someone that's going to reveal the secrets of my kingdom to you. My word will become alive when you start to apply it. The Holy Spirit will teach you these things. We need the Holy Spirit in our services. We need the Holy Spirit in our lives. We need the Holy Spirit wherever we go, church. You, say I, you need to invite him in your daily life. Otherwise, you're doing it in your own strength. And why are we going to do it in your own strength? When he says, I'm going to give you, I'm going to send you a, a helper. I'm going to send you a friend. I'm going to send you a teacher, a counselor that will help you with all the troubles of life. And when you invite him in, he will teach you and he will show you. Where fear doesn't have to take resident in your life. Faith will stand up in your life. Why are people freaking out? Why are churches divided? Because they're not applying God's word. They're not listening. They're allowing the opinions, the opinions of the, of the world to sneak into the church. And they come by, the, by members that bring their opinion instead of God's opinion and God's will. God's will is to see lives change, church. Souls get lost. His will is to see this world saved. That should be our will. That should be our desires. Not that we stop because a crisis happened. Not that we stop because we're in the midst of a pandemic. No, the word of God goes forward. Souls still get saved, church. But nobody stop, everybody stopped talking. Everybody stopped sharing. And everybody went into a panic mode. So the gospel stopped. Our mouths got covered. And the devil shut us up. And God said, it's time to speak up now. Remove your mask and start to share. I'm not talking, I'm talking spiritual mask, church. I'm talking the things that we need to remove in order to be effective in the kingdom of God. Who will stand in the gap? Come on, let's all stand together.